When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. With your hosts, Will Parton, Sam Whitney, Chris Mole, Harry Chandler, Matt Swift, and me, James Hurl, for your latest dose of all things Birmingham League cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast Birmingham League Show. And it's the big one. It's the pre-season preview. You can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag Cow Corner and Cow Corner BDPCL to interact with us or at tag Cow Corner Pod on Twitter and Cow Corner Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, I'm joined once again by Will Parton, Shropshire Captain Sam Whitney, and the kit guru Harry Chandler. And we're not, unfortunately, joined by the god with the gloves, Matt Swift. He's had a late replacement, and we've brought in another Shrewsbury lad, and Tyler Ibbotson. So how are we, guys? Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> you up there, didn't you, Al? Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've had a shocker there, haven't you? <laughs> King of the bowl out. King of the bowl out. Yeah, that, we heard about that in the last episode, Ty. So you, you've got an opportunity to defend yourself here. Oh, I can't defend that, I'm afraid. That <laughs> was just uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what were you having... thinking, trying to hit the wide line, get it just inside? You know, give the batsman that we play with. I, I just ceased up, mate, because I batted for a little bit before that. Oh. Usually don't bat for more than five. Jam that wide open. Yeah. There's no batsman there. That was the thing. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> Do you remember that, Wes? Yeah. No. No. no remember no, when we had the when we had the bowl out at Shrewsbury a few a couple of years ago in that Williamson game? Oh yes, yes, I do. Yeah. In, t- in Tyler bowled a wide. I, I think I the highlight was the umpire actually signalled for a wide as well. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so as well as our usual team in Tyler, we've had to bring in some reinforcements because it's the big episode. And tonight we're joined by a very special guest, 
former Worcestershire batsman and all-round top guy, Ollie Westbury of Himley CC. How are we, Ollie? I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm not sure about the top guy reference, but I'm all good, thank you, mate. <laughs> good. So, yeah, before we go on to chat about Himley later, your captain this year, I thought we'd go over that part in the intro. So, you're now a former Worcestershire batsman. How are you getting to grips with all that, and what's the next step for yourself? Uh, all right, actually. Um <clears throat> I suppose it's a little bit different for me. Obviously, I spent the last five years with Worcester playing. So, obviously, this pre-season, I am in it at cricket ball for six months, which is something that I uh, have never done before. So, that's a little bit strange, but I'm working full-time at the minute. She mm. has its own challenges. But apart from that, I'm all good. I'm uh, looking forward to getting stuck into a bit of cricket, hopefully, for mm. keeping my fingers crossed that I know that we've got some good news from the Birmingham League, but keeping my fingers crossed that all that's going to uh, keep going in the right direction and we can uh, get cracking. Yeah, and getting into a bit of sports writing and podcasting yourself. Yeah, so um, obviously Callum Lee is the founder of Sporting Minds UK, uh, and obviously he plays for Himley as well. Um, so him, myself and Ben Tuig, uh have started recording the Sporting Minds UK podcast, uh, which has gone down really well, um, actually. Um, we're quite pleased with how it's turned out. We've um, So far, we've released two episodes um, and we've got another one coming out this weekend. Uh, and then we're going to start to get some guests on the podcast so that's gone really well yeah nice so what what kind of things are you talking about on the sporting's minds pod uh, i think we're just trying to bring a perspective of the unseen the the unseen battles that you face as a as a sportsman or sportswoman that you don't really realize so the most recent podcast was about what it's like to be released and to go into one of those meetings and then how you transition what the first few weeks is like after you you get released the first one was twiggy did his acl uh, injury when he was out for six or seven months um no in fact actually it was a, it was a lot longer than that and he struggled with his knee so it was how he coped with uh being out injured and then the third episode is uh about it's called the Abu Dhabi meltdown which is when I failed a fitness test before we went on pre-season tour uh and then I ended up doing like a boot camp style fitness campaign whilst we were on tour and not doing a lot of cricket so that's what the that's what the next step that's what the next episode's about so that was a t- tough battle that I went through so I kind of Cal interviews me on that and we talked through that I've read quite a few articles that you've written since you've as well. Very good if anyone's got the time to go and read them. And like you said, one of the main topics of pieces of work that you've done was your release from Worcestershire and how you dealt with it in the preceding season before that. Was it something that you kind of felt was coming? Or Yeah, I think um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't expecting it. I'm not sure that it, I'd have maybe expected it so much depending on if we'd have played a full season. Um, but given the year that I had previous to that, and then obviously COVID came and we did, uh, I think I had like three knocks um, for Worcester all summer, pretty much in the second team. There was a two day game at uh, Edgebaston, but apart from that, there was barely any cricket at all. Mm. Um, so yeah, I knew it was coming um, and, you know, you just, I made my peace with it. So mm. it's all good. It's all good. We move on. Mm. And upwards. Yeah, definitely. And how's, how's your mindset going into this season? Any, any changes, any tweaks or anything that you're looking forward to this year? Uh, not really. I think it's much easier to be relaxed when you're not worrying about what the future holds for your career, I suppose, because that's something that plays on your mind a little bit. You're kind of going into each game, even club cricket on a Saturday, thinking, oh, if I get runs in the week, I get runs on a Saturday, I've got a chance of getting in the first team. So you, that's always there. But I think now I'm just playing to enjoy it with my mm-hmm. mates 
down at Himley. I want to do well. I'm not going to make any bones about that. I want to do well. I want to score runs. We'll see what happens with regards to getting back into cricket. Um, obviously, I'm not looking to play any second thing cricket just yet because uh, I haven't hit a ball for about six months. So I don't think I'll hit a cow's ass with a barn door at the minute. <laughs> just like Chandler, from what I've heard about his nets the other night, hey, Chandler? Yes, mate. <laughs> we had 11 bowling at me the other night, went well. <laughs> look yes. good though add on my new kit hey look good feel good play well exactly <laughs> so yeah um, <laughs> so uh, obviously got other links to people on the podcast here not only did you play for Shrewsbury with Will and uh, did you play with Tyler yeah yeah I think Tyler signed the same year as me maybe or he might have been yeah. there a year before oh, yeah. Mm. yeah so we played together for two years yeah but you've also played with Sam's brother, Jono, out in Australia. Yeah, yeah, I have, Jono. Yeah, just had a baby, hasn't it? Well, no, he's not just had a baby. His wife's had a baby, but yeah. How was that? I don't know. I don't know how it was. <laughs> <laughs> what are you asking me for? Oh, I meant, oh sorry, mate. I meant like, <laughs> I wish your time out in Australia with Jono. <laughs> yeah, it's really not good. Not the birth, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I was only uh, that was, I was only eighteen at the time, so it was my uh, it was my first my first winter away, um, and that he looked after me really well. Him and uh, Wado, who's who was the coach over there, the two of them looked after me really well, and I really enjoyed it. And we uh, we actually won the, the 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 league that year as well, so that made it even better. Got a lot of time for Jono. Yeah, and were you in the England setup around that time? Were you in England under nineteens, or was it just before? No, it was before that. It was the the winter before that summer. I think, mm. yeah, it was the winter before that summer, yeah. Yeah, because obviously uh, when you were playing for England under-19s, getting that 196, which is... Uh... Yeah, it's very unexpected, to be honest. Uh, I was just happy to be playing. Um, mm. Played in a four-day, two four-day games against Sri Lanka, and I was just... Uh, it was the last series that I was eligible to play in. So more than anything, I was just really happy to be given the opportunity to, to play. And yeah, it, it kind of just kind of just happened it took a very long time and I imagine I bored the pants off quite a lot of people uh but yeah managed to get up to that in the end and then threw away 200 playing a saf sweep shot got caught slip it happens the not the worst season. problem in the world that is it <laughs> no. throw away you don't you don't get that you don't get that far very often though so you might want to make the most of it when you do we were all following that on like uh on the updates and my updates were about five minutes behind so nobody posts everything a bit, and I put something in the in the WhatsApp group like "Keep going, Wes," but I didn't realise you were already out. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Will, are you, are you paying attention?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> Getting to that kind of score, you've got to, you know, you've still got to feel confident in yourself that you can still push on through these hard times and get back to where you want to be. Surely, yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's a good question that. I suppose you have to have a little bit of self-belief and think that there's a chance that that, that I could do a job in, in first-class cricket, especially Red Bull. Um, that was something they said to me when they released me, that they think that I'm very much a one-trick pony, which is probably fair. Probably won't take down many bowling attacks in T20 cricket, So especially with the get the way the game's going at the moment. But I definitely think that there's there's a role for somebody who stodges it at the top of the order in Red Bull cricket. Mm. But, you know, you know, we just have to see, see how I go, see what opportunities there are, see how well I do and, and see if I've still got that determination within me to, to, to want to keep going. Mm. Do you think it's setting, it holds players back now if you 
if you can only play that one style of cricket and that one style of cricket's red ball? I wrote uh, an article for County Cricket Matters magazine um, about the effects that white ball cricket's had. And, and I think that these days they're looking for the three-dimensional cricketer rather than looking for people to do specific roles unless you're an absolute jet so yeah people like alex hales get white ball contracts but alex hales is one of the best white ball batters in the world so it's a bit different but when you're a fairly when you're still young trying to make your way you're less likely to just get a red ball contract so so yeah yeah it, it does it pays to be three-dimensional which is a talent in itself those those to be able to adjust through the three formats is very difficult with that exactly. being how it is what's your views on 55 over cricket in the league as, As in, in with, with the red with the red ball style of cricket that you have to play to win fifty five over games of cricket, are you for that or against it? Because I know a lot of people are against it, but especially people coming out of the first class game are against fifty five over cricket in the league. But I think if you change now, we change the white ball. If you get rid of that, you could lose our red ball cricket, and then that you won't get anybody coming through playing that kind of cricket. That's always my argument. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think, I think, who's got the music on? Will. <laughs> you. <laughs> Will. I think that's a, it's, a, it's a good question, but I think that if everybody thinks that because we're playing white ball cricket in the league now that people are going to start getting 300 every week, I think that they're under the, like a, a misillusion because international cricket, they play on the best pitches in the world. They play on absolute feather beds. So it's more like baseball than it is um than it is cricket but also we're going to be playing with a white duke and we play play with them in second team cricket and they do all sorts so okay we'll be playing in colored clothing but it'll still swing and seem i mean it still swings in the 40th over a white duke does so i don't see it being that much different i think there'll be a few more runs scored but i think it'll still be i still i still think that 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 at 12 o'clock on a green seamer you you won't want to face mike barnard even with a white ball um because i know that that go on Sorry, I was going to say, do you think it will be like more of a balanced contest then between bat and ball? Obviously, when you look at the highest standards, people talk about how big a difference there is between sort of bat and ball in that contest. Do you reckon it will be more even because of the ball and the construction? I think the ball's got a bigger seam on it, and I think that the wickets are more ball in club cricket are just more bowler friendly. They don't have, the grounds yeah. don't have the facilities to produce the flat wickets, but. But so yeah, I think I think it'll probably make for some really good cricket. Um, in terms of the fifty-five over stuff, I've always quite liked it. Uh, I think it it makes it, it teaches you to play. You've got to bowl a side out, which is an art, which is what you try and do in the longer format of the game. So I've I quite like it. Um, I don't give. I don't. I've got to say, I don't think about it a lot. I just do what I'm told. Um, I'm not overly fussed either way. Um, it's just a lot of hassle playing with a white ball because you've got to turn the side screens around. <laughs> right. Well, um, thanks for that, Ollie. Uh, great insight and really looking forward to getting into the podcast. So let's get into it. And here's what's to come on episode six of the Cow Corner Podcast, Boom League Show. On episode six of the Cow Corner Podcast, Boom League Show, we're joined by Ollie Westbury and we talk about the latest cricket and Birmingham League news. Then, the big one. We preview every division and every side as we look at their off-season work, what they've done in previous seasons, and we look at to 2021 and predict what they might do before ending in Harry's hierarchy, where we pick the top six sides from each division. 
All this and much, much more on another bumper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast's Birmingham League Show. So the season is nearly upon us again. Cricket Nets have started back up this week and it looks like there's a full season ahead of us. Uh, the ECB brought out its guidance slash roadmap to return to cricket. And no surprises to see that not much has changed from last year. Any major thoughts on this, guys? Uh, did you think we'd start on time? I think I said oh, yeah. in the last part that we did, that we would. I so Mystic Harry. Cheers, lads. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I was all for it for such a long time. And then with like the couple of weeks leading up, I was I really didn't see it happening. And I couldn't I couldn't get my head around how it was gonna happen. And then the next day it was happening. So <laughs> I, I I actually settled my mind on the fact that we'll be starting late. There's no there's no way. I did say to some of the lads because a lot of the lads from WEMA are actually like school teachers and stuff like that. And I said it's it's probably easier and safer to socially distance, you know, twenty two blokes playing cricket than it is to socially distance and safely school, you know, fifteen hundred kids in a secondary school or six hundred kids in a primary school. That's what I thought. So that's why I was kind of like, Do you know what, actually there is hope and optimism here for us to, you know, get off and you know, getting on time. Yeah, and it, it doesn't look like there's going to be much interaction indoors, so you won't be able to get your, your changing rooms back, Sam? Um, no, I think changing rooms are out of the question until I think it's going to be quite a while until we get changing rooms back. And yeah, June, June 21st. Yeah. I think that'll be the last thing to come back, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think there's no, there's no car sharing until the middle of May, so... Yeah, it's all going to be a little bit, still a little bit different, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back to it, to be honest. And uh, before we uh, go on to the next bit, the, the league met up again and had a meeting and it's all good news, Sam. Yeah, Muzz done me over here, hasn't he? Um, yeah, the, the meeting was quite, it was quite good, actually. It was quite, it was short and sharp, which which is always a bonus. But yeah, it was pretty much just to say that we'll, we will be carrying on playing 50 over cricket. I know there was a question of playing 40 over cricket like we did last year, but um, I think everyone agreed that with the sanitisation breaks and and all that, I think all the teams kind of got used to it and got it done as quick as they could. Um, yeah, there's a few big debates on scorers and having, um, you know, if there's going to be one score or two scores or one score in the score box, stuff like that. Um, yeah, the big COVID strategy where... I think um, if a team doesn't complete 75% of games, so 16 games, I think promotion and relegation is going to be scrapped. So if COVID does come back and we have to go into lockdown and teams teams miss games, if one team misses six games, then I think there'll be no promotion or relegation. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair on that side. So, yeah. I think it's that one of the things out of that as well, which is quite interesting, is if there it ends with teams playing uneven amounts of games, that the the season will be decided in average points per game, rather than trying to yeah. shoehorn extra games in. What are our thoughts on that? Do you think that's the right way to go forwards? Really, it's hard to say. It's hard it's to understand at the yeah. same time. You don't really know how unfair it's going to be until it really, if it actually, you know, takes effect. You know, if somebody could potentially have played better cricket and go down, I don't, I don't know. It's one of them things, isn't it? it? Just, it's hard. It's going to be hard if you start getting games called off because you could probably 
Like you can make a case that a fairly average side could end up getting promoted because of the way that the games goes. I know that they said that obviously you get some teams will end up playing more anyway, won't they? Because you get games called off by from the weather. But mm. I'm not sure about this. It can get yeah. really, really like if suddenly oh you think you might get relegated, then you might mm. suddenly get a few COVID cases, which conveniently take you over the threshold to avoid the yeah. season. I don't know. It starts to get a bit murky to me. Um, well, you do I'm have not, to provide I'm not, evidence. Yeah. Yeah, it said it has to be sufficient evidence yeah, provided indeed. to the league. So you can't just say we can got COVID. You're going to have to, I assume that means you're going to have to provide your positive tests and, no, and, how, that, and how that's affected. And I assume that would mean that if, you, if you're training and you can say, oh, you met all these people at training, you, you're going to have to provide your track and trace logs or something. <laughs> You know, yeah, every that might be comply with that as well. So if you haven't that, done that, you can't say that they're at training. Maybe. Yeah, that might be quite difficult to police, though. Yeah, but it also it also could be that say only one team has gets a game called off for COVID. That goes down as an incomplete game. That week, everyone gets rained off as a complete game. Mm. So that brings your average points up. Yeah. Just you know, that—that's how it would work. So I guess it, it all depends how it works out. Maybe if a team gets hit really hard with it, it would be unfair if they did get relegated because of COVID, mm. and it would then it would come into it. But a, there was yeah. there was an idea being floated around that maybe there'd be no relegation, but potentially you, you could still have promotion from the leagues below. Potentially expand the league and expand it, and then have maybe three go down next year rather than just the two. I don't know. It's just an idea, but okay. it thought it kind of. I mean, the reason is is that the leagues below they want to have something to play for, don't they? Um, and obviously, if they can't get into the Birmingham League, then what is there for them to play for? But then, equally, it's unfair. I think it's unfair if 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 a team gets relegated because the side one point one place above them has has got got played an extra game because you had one abandoned for COVID. But I suppose if they're going to do it on points per game, then I suppose it's a bit different. I didn't realise they were going to do it like that. I hadn't heard that until you just mentioned it. So maybe that makes it fairer. Maybe I'm talking through my ass. In which case, I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, like like you said as well, it's going to be interesting if we do have a wet summer and we have a lot of games cancelled due to rain and then obviously have end up having a couple of COVID cancellations could really make it interesting in that regard. But yeah, I, th I think that's about it, really, with the news that's been going on. So let's get ourselves onto the main part of the show. And it's the 2021 Birmingham League preseason preview. Yeah, it's that time of year again, and we're now going to go through every side in the Birmingham League, reviewing their off-season work, their successes in previous years, and predicting how they're going to go in 2021, probably very unsuccessfully, plus much more before ending up in a much-loved Harry's hierarchy. So, Ollie, captain at Himley, how's how, first session tonight? Uh, yes, loosely it wasn't a serious one. It was just a chilled out one. We've got practice Saturday morning, so we're all we've got a grass net sorted. So we're all gonna uh, rock up Saturday morning. Hopefully, have a good couple of hours at it. So yeah, we're uh, we're looking all right. We're looking all right. We um we fought hard last year in that in that competition. Um, managed to beat everybody in our league. We came a little bit unstuck against the teams in the league above us, which is a shame, but. 
we were on the receiving end of a, of a couple of Omar Ali uh, innings that really just took the game away from us. But to be honest, we competed in pretty much every game bar one. Um, mm. So we've added, made a couple of additions this year uh, uh, and we've pretty much got the same squad. Uh, we haven't, no one's, no one's left us, which is, which is nice. So we've got the same squad plus, plus two. So competition for places, which is nice. Uh, hopefully it'll bring out the best in people. Um, so, yeah, so I'm pretty pleased with the way we're looking. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed that we can, we can, we can do ourselves justice this year. Mm. Yeah. Something that we, obviously we haven't mentioned with yourself, but how did you find last season? That obviously a bit of a change from, from the usual. Yeah, it was, it's all right. Yeah, I, I, I got to say we didn't have changing rooms and, and all that, but I'm not bothered about tees anyway. So, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I, I don't see it being, being overly different to be honest. Um, it's a bit annoying when it rains, I suppose is the only real thing with your kit or being outside, but you know, no, um, I was just happy to be, to be playing and I'm happy to be playing as early as this, which I didn't think it would be this early. So I'm just looking forward to getting going. Mm. Yeah, so we'll might as well start our pre-season preview with Division Two, and why not start with Himley itself? So yeah, like you were saying, uh, finished fourth out of six last season in the Graham Williamson Group Two uh, season before in the Prem Div Two. Finished sixth and season before that, uh, Div One, you came tenth and uh, brought in Oliver Walker from Beacon. Yeah, so he's a young lad on the academy at Worcester. Um, got quite quite high hopes for him. Um, I don't want to big him up too much, but he's uh, he's a good young player. Um, he still have a lot to a lot of, lot to go in his development, but I know that Worcester are very excited um, by the prospect of uh, of him. Um, so I'm hoping that he will be able to come and contribute and continue his cricketing development with us, and we can watch him hopefully turn into a first class cricketer. Mm. So obviously, outside yourself, who that for your star players? Who are the ones to like watch out there? So the two lads we brought in last winter did pretty well. Uh, we brought in Dan Vernon and Ben Robinson also from Beacon. They came in uh, and did well for us. Obviously, we got um, the old stalwart Dodger, um, who um, hopefully will, will will take take quite a lot of wickets for us. And and Callum Callum Lee um, banking on a big season for him to get to get plenty of runs. So, you know, I, I'd say we're we're not particularly a team of individuals. I'd like to think that we're, we're much more of an all-round team than, than maybe we have been in the past. So I'm expecting contributions from everybody all the way down from one to 11. So mm. fingers crossed we can get that right. So what, what do you think would be a good season for you this season? What's your goal? What are you aiming for? Uh, I don't want to particularly look too far. I think you're just trying to take each game as it comes to see how we get on. Mm. Um I'd like us to be competitive. I think we're good enough to be competitive um, towards the top end of that table, whether we're probably one of the best two sides in the league. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Probably, I would probably say, hesitate that, hesitate to say we are. I think we've got a little bit more time to, we need a little bit more time together as a side before we're um, competing up there. But that's something that we're definitely building towards. We're looking to keep the same group of players together for quite a long time and just keep making additions. One or two quality players each winter, one or two, and you keep adding. And then hopefully in a couple of years, we might have, we might be somewhere there or thereabouts, which I'm very confident that we can be. Yeah. So Sam, uh, looking from the outside in at Himley, who, what what would you say would be a good season for Himley? I think after losing two or three of the more experienced guys, uh, probably might be lacking a little bit of experience there. But but yeah, like he says, they've got a good 
a good group of lads, you know, youngish squad and the guys they brought in. I mean, I know Dan Vernon well because he plays season at Bridge North and he's a good player, left arm spinner. You always need a decent left arm spinner and he hits the ball a long way as well. So he's a very good addition. And obviously they've got Wares at the top of the order who, you know, when you've got a batsman that you know is going to come off more than not, you've got something to build on there. So you know, I think they've got a very, uh, very good side and, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to compete, but I think most teams in the league are going to compete. So, mm. if they finish top to middle, they'll be pretty happy with that, I think. Yeah, so moving on to the next team, another team who finished fourth out of sixth. Uh, season before that, finished ninth in the Prem Div 2 and seventh in Div 1 the season before that. Barnard's Green uh, brought in Zahid Kafiat from Old Hill. And, uh, yeah, what, what are our thoughts, guys, on, on them this season? Um, I think with Barnards there, you know, I, I quite I quite like the way they play their cricket. You know, they they, they kind of go hard and and um, sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, they got Ryan Tongue and he very rarely scores, you know, less than eight hundred runs a season. He's a very prolific batsman and uh, a very good captain as well. So yeah, they've got a good side. And I think is it um, Zane or Hassan they brought in from Worcester as well. I don't know much about him, but I think I've heard a lot and heard he's a very good player. And I think he did quite well last year. So I think they've uh, strengthened the batting a little bit with him. Um, and then the guys like Phil Harris. Phil Harris is a very good, very good bowler and he hits a long ball as well. So, yeah, they've got a good side. And if if they can get Josh Tong to play a few games, very good, very good for them. Yeah, Sorry, Zane's, a good, Zane's, a, Zane's a good cricketer. He did, uh, he did well for him last year. He's one of those three-dimensional, very good field that all swings it both ways. Got good skill. Maybe probably the only thing that is probably he's not the tallest, which probably when you get on a flat first class wicket, it probably stops him from going that that maybe touch further. But he can certainly bat as well. Um, he did well last year. He scored. He scored. I think he was their top wicket taker and their top run scorer. So turned out to be a good move for him. Um, moving to to Barnard's Green from Stourbridge. So he's a real nice guy as well. So I hope he does well. As long as yes. it's not against us. <laughs> yeah, so just like Himley, what what do we think would be a good season for Barnes Green? I think somewhere in around the middle would be good for them. I'd um, say mid-table for Yeah, yeah definitely. Anyway, talk, talking to someone who had a team who had a bit of a better season last season in the Graham Williamson, uh, they finished second um, after a good start. They were leading the way. Bridge North, why don't you speak about them, Sam? Where, how do you think you're going to go this year? Um, I think it's a tr- it's a tricky one because you look at you look at the rest of the sides and you think it's going to be quite a strong league. And since we've gone down to two divisions, it's I think it's only going to teams are only going to get stronger because you know it's a big drop um, down into your feeder league. So um, every team's getting stronger. So it's we've kind of got to do the same. Looking at our squad, like nothing's really changed. We've only lost mm. Dan Kersley, who's going to Northern Ireland to be an overseas player, apparently, <laughs> something like that. But um, yeah, but his brother lives over there, so he's moved over there to um, play play his cricket over there. So all the best to him. But we've got we've got the Quarney brothers coming back. They didn't play last year, so Adam comes back, and he's he's a massive player for me. He you know he's. He can bowl 17 overs on the spin without breaking a sweat, and he rarely bowls. He rarely bowls a bad ball. I, I don't. Know I always him. see. It. I always see him running. 
he's an absolute machine, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like there, like gasping for breath, and he just like fizzes past me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. all of them. Cheers. How many quinies are there? Like, I've, I've, five, I know there were four, and they're all, they're more quinies or quinies. They'd be ideal. They'd be ideal to be at your cricket club, wouldn't they? Because if you're ever a man short, you'd just be like chuck another quinie in the car, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. They're, yeah, they're all they're all freaks, but running. They're, I mean, I think I did ten k in thirty three minutes last week. Or two. Yeah, it's just, it's just. What was what we his five k's? Something ridiculous. What was it? Uh, what could he do in 15 minutes? Oh, yeah, well, it makes yeah, sense yeah. to do 5k, think, wouldn't it? I think, just, yeah, I, think they, I think they've just broke the 16 minute mark, so yeah, it's mental. Mental, I no transfers in though, Sam. Any any, um, any particular rhyme or reason? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think. Obviously, we've got we had Matty Simmons and James Kinder coming from last year, and with, with no one leaving, I mean, I don't really. I don't really think we need much more. I mean, we've got two or three guys from the second team who are pushing for places and who've done well in the first team in the past. Um, we've got some like Gaz Mumford's coming back as well. Hopefully, the keeper. Yeah. Hopefully he can get himself fitter. And I mean, Adquani's a better bowler with Gaz Mumford beyond the stumps because he's got unbelievable hands. Um, he, he looks like he should catch nothing, but catches everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> he's, he has got unbelievable hands. Yeah. It's like that's the reverse of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think we're um yeah, I'm 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 pretty pretty happy with my squad. Like I've said it before, I mean I wouldn't have minded someone who's bowls 75, 80 and saying he wants to sign for me, but there's not many of those around, so no, I'm pretty happy. Hmm. So Neasy looks like he's coming on, isn't he? Yeah, Leasy's I mean Leasy's been in the nets. Obviously, it should be scored um, the last few weeks, and he's very driven. He really wants to do well, and and yeah, I think after his his knock last year at Shrewsbury's given him a lot of confidence, and I think yeah, he's going to be a very good player. And I know Shropshire think very highly of him as well. So, so yeah, unfortunately, he misses eight games. I think through school cricket. So it's a shame, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, massive shame for me. But um, yeah, when he's when he's back, hopefully, hopefully he'll be in some form anyway. So yeah, with the NCCA obviously uh, rewarding counties for playing more younger players. Let's say is it under twenty threes? Uh, you get uh, or is it under twenty ones? I think under twenty three. Under twenty. Under twenty five. I think it under twenty five. Yeah, playing under twenty fives or something like that. Uh, you get financial bonus for is it not eight or nine players um under the age you get certain money do you think that i'll see a rise in well especially the minor counties pushing for teams in the birmingham league to play these younger players i hope not yeah i don't i don't my place gone <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think i don't think the minor counties will have too much say in you know the youngsters playing but yeah, I know it's, it's it's an interesting new new rule that they're going to have because I mean, I mean, if it was four or five players, yeah, fair enough. But I think it is seven or eight, and that you know that's a, it's a big chunk of your team there, and that's a you're going to have a very young team. But is that for, not, It's not forced, is it? No, no, it's not. No, because no, they were talking about making it forced. Yeah, yeah. And there was talk about it being the other way. You're only allowed so like you know two or three that are actually over a certain age. Mm. Which would be mad, especially if you've got like uh, Shropshire have this year Graham uh, Wag in, and 
that's that's one of the places up already. And then you've you've got to make a pick between, you know, some players have probably been playing Shropshire for a long time and who probably don't want to stop playing, or maybe you just would rotate them. I don't know how it would how it'd work, but interesting decision. What what are your thoughts on that tie? I think I think it needs to be um less youngsters, in my opinion. I think less youngsters, they're gonna learn more from the experienced ones, in my opinion. Um, so if you had like three or four, I think that'd be your limit. Um, cause they're going to learn from the more experienced ones with Graham of Sam. But if you go in for too much youngsters, then are they going to perform to their best of their ability? Do you, do we think that they're probably looking at themselves as becoming more of a feederly to the county championship? I mean, especially with all their social media at the moment, it's very much pointing towards these players who are now gone on to bigger and better things. Do we think that that's kind of the way that it's going towards now? Uh... It's probably their aim. It's probably their aim, isn't it? Mm. It's got it's yeah. got to be their aim. They want to that yeah. they, they'd love to to have that going for them is that players go from that standard of cricket mm. like maybe a stepping stone mm. or, right. or or more of a platform for younger cricketers to get noticed that aren't in mm. Um, a certain standard of cricket already or haven't been you know you go on and perform at that it's something that could be you know more noticeable but you've got to keep the standard up you know by forcing you know they're not doing it but by potentially forcing sides to field a weaker team to get young players in you know isn't going to improve the standard you know, but to get you said that that's not you place. said that's not enforced, didn't you? No, it's not. But McCanties might take it that way. If a county is looking to get, if is struggling financially, which I'm sure a few would be, you know, right? We're not going to pick these guys that are better because we're going to pick these lads because it will give us our money. <laughs> so, yeah, but, should, but 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 what, what kind of cricket team exists because they want to weaken their team and lose? I mean, or, or, or what logic a, is that? <laughs> what well, a, a team that might not be there next year if they run out of money. I mean, yeah, I suppose, I suppose, I suppose. Well, a lot of the funding piece of it is that is the money is the, the funding the money that's, that, cut that's provided for those. Yeah, but is the money that's provided because you have a couple of young players in going to be the difference between them staying afloat and them going under? I don't know how much it is. I don't know. No, it is. But, but you wouldn't want it to know, be the case. Them, no, no, you, you should want that cricket to be as competitive as yeah. it is. If you can get more young players playing, then good. But if you can't, then there's nothing you can do about that, really. No. Get like it should really invest. be seen as pinnacle oh. as of amateur cricket, minor counties. That's the way I see it. It should be that you know you look at non-league football and the conference and whatnot. That's that's the equivalent that minor counties should be looking at. And again, if you if you fill your side with young players, I don't think you you get to that standard. I don't think, I think you miss out on a lot and I think you miss out on a lot of value because of that. Yeah, something to keep an eye on, but back to our, back to our preview. So what do we think would be a good season for Bridge North then, Sam? So what, what would your goal be? What's your goal? And then I'll ask the rest of them what they think you should be doing. Um, I'd say our goal, top three or four. Yeah, get, get a good start and yeah, get on a bit of a roll. I think Bridge North will be quite competitive. Not sure whether they'll have enough to get into the top two, but I think they'll be competitive. You've got a pretty much a similar side to when you when you missed out, haven't you? It's not hugely different to that side, is it? So I mean you you sort of you've been up there already challenging to, to get promoted. So I guess it's just a consistency, isn't it? If you play well, keep playing well. 
with the young lads. Yeah, and so moving on to our next team, Bromsgrove. Uh, team who didn't do as well last season, but uh, brought in a couple of extra players this year. And Richard Kimberlin and Connor Smith, both coming from Kidderminster. Uh, so what are our thoughts on Bromsgrove going into the season? They've got some dangerous players, haven't they? If, like They've got match winners um, in terms of... I mean, it depend on Alex Milton's availability because... They've got three gun players at the top of the order. The left-hander, um, Newfield. Newfield, yeah. Jaden. I don't think he plays all the time anymore, does he? But him and they got and Milts. And obviously, they're very, very good cricketers. I've always felt they're a little short on short on bowling. Um, it, depends, it depends if Gaz Williams is fit as well. Like, Gaz is a, is a good... But I, I feel like they're a little bit hit and miss. Like, you could... They, they could absolutely hammer you or you could absolutely hammer them. I don't, I don't think they'll be quite um, majorly consistent. It depends on a lot of it on availability. Mm. If they struggle for availability, where do we think that they could end up? I think if you, you took, you know, you took Colin Smith in there and uh, Kimberlin, it just gives them a bit more strength. You look at, before, if, if you got them three down, you thought you, you're in, you're into the, you know, Get into the middle tail end, you can uh, knock them over for a, a low score, but but I think they've got a little bit more depth now. It's a uh, it's it's never an easy place to go and play, either. it's it's always very Isn't green. It? It's always green, and you know it's never. It, it always seems like they're just preparing a pitch for uh, Gaz Williams to bowl on. To be honest, and no, no one likes facing him for seventeen overs. Horrible. Yeah. It's like yeah, like Ad Quarney, but um, yeah. So I, I think I think they've they've obviously done well in the with their transfers. So I think they're they're going to be mid table. I reckon mid to. I'm going to say everyone's going to be top to mid table. I reckon. <laughs> well, it's got to be everyone's aim though. Yeah. Right? yeah. Not many people are going to say we'd like to finish third from bottom and stay in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so moving on to next team, uh, a side who came down in 2019 and uh, have made a couple of signings themselves. In Dorridge, they've brought in Perry Derrick from Leamington Spa, Mohamed Talagdair from West Bromwich Dartmouth, and going the other way to West Bromwich Dartmouth, they've lost Fahad Sabir. So looking to bounce back this season, are they? W- would we say that they'd be probably favourites? Depends if Dave Ball plays. Yeah, it depends on Ball, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think Will, you you're probably best off answering this one because I haven't played Dorridge for a, you know three or four years. So they've um, it's a funny side that it's somebody if if ball plays well and um, the other opening bowler they can they can you know they can take a few early wickets and they always seem to win enough games, you know to to stay up or finish mid table. I think the year before they had quite a good year. In 2018, they finished reasonably high. Um, so I don't, yeah, it kind of, they, I'd say they're probably a side that maybe would hang on a, on a, on a few of the older players, more experienced players. Um, but yeah, they're, they're always a strong enough side to to be up there, definitely. There, it's an it's an, it's an awkward place to go and play at Dorridge, especially with Bordy bowling from the one end who nips it the wrong way up the slope. You know, and it's it's really tough to face. Um, so yeah, yeah, the, on their day, they can beat anybody top to middle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon so, yeah. somewhere in there. 
<laughs> Another one over the top to middle group. Then uh, Hales Owen, who lost uh, Ryan Lockley at the start, well, before the he season lost. started. Uh, he's found he's himself better, going towards the street. <laughs> Yeah, they wrapped him up in a bow and sent him there. <laughs> two's a bit leavey losing without him. And um, they've brought in Edward Bragg, who's coming from Dumbleton. And uh, yeah, they had, Dumbledore. <laughs> they had an all right season last year, finishing third out of their six. But uh, yeah, who, who are our main ones to watch from Hales Owen, who are their star players? Obviously, Cobo's a good player, isn't he? And he's another one of them that he can take the game away from you. So. Um, never write. You can never write. You can never write him off. Um, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't expect them to be challenging at the top of the league. But I don't think that they'll be. They're another one. I think that. I think they're. A, they're a half decent side. Like similar to a lot of the sides. I think they're. They're half decent. Um, I don't expect them to be in the top two though. In my mm. opinion. How do, how do you reckon Ed Bragg will get on? Uh. Is he the left, he's left arm seamer? No. No, he's right arm. Right arm seamer. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to see. Um, I've played quite a lot of cricket with Braggy. Um, he's an all-rounder. He gives it a gives it gives it a nudge to the lower middle order. It'll be interesting to see. It's different. Um, I, I will. I'll wait and see. I'll tell you at the end of the season. Is, that, is, is Charlie? Is Charlie? Just on the Charlie, bench, why don't you wait? Is Charlie? Um, is Charlie Hartley still there? I think he is still there, isn't he? Uh, yes, potentially. Yeah, I think so I think yeah. They got a seamer from uh, Tamworth as well. Not a bad bowler. What's his name? Eddie Rhodes. Eddie Rhodes is still there. Good bowler. Um. They got, they got a good couple of batters as well. And then they got uh, James Harrison, Harrison, and got um, they're all right, aren't they? They're like they're, they're like steady side, aren't they? You reel them off. You think it's not a bad side, really. And then on it's, paper, it's a side that should probably have done better in the last few years than they have done. Looking at the players that they've had and the results that they come out get. If you look at their their team, they they fall short only just quite a lot and all will get bowled out cheaply when they probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. You know, so... Um, but it's quite an expensive yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if Charlie Morris doesn't play much of the white ball stuff as well because he's signed for them as well, so... I hope nobody listens to this, by the way. <laughs> no one no uh, one does. Yeah, buddy, they're going to get... They're all... Bloody hammered on a Saturday. You said we was shit. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I wouldn't. I, I'm waiting for that. Yeah. They're all. They're all going to listen to it now. You're on. It's the middle. Oh, I'll show you. Stick that on your podcast. Oh, I get that every week, lads. So, so do not worry. <laughs> Shove that on your podcast. Like, thanks for listening, guys. As I walk off. Um... <laughs> you like the sticker? I um I did I didn't realise I didn't realise to be honest that um about the depth that Hales Owen had. No, you just reeled them off. I kind of there was a few people I kind of forgotten about a little bit. Um when I remember playing against last time I played against Hales Owen, I think Charlie had broken his finger, so he didn't play. I, I kind of forgot about him. Um so yeah, maybe maybe I've done him a bit of disservice. Maybe they're a bit better than than steady. 
maybe they're more competitive than that. Mm, so maybe ones to watch out for this season. Then uh, Hales Owen, someone who we may creep up a bit. And moving on to another team who, for me, I'm not not quite sure how they're going to do. To be honest, is uh, Harborn um, again? No one in or out had a hard season last year in what was a tough group that included uh, your own team. Him. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, they got 250 and 40 overs against us twice and we knocked them off one down and like three down. <laughs> like sod's law that is, isn't it? Like you get 250 and 40 overs and lose twice. Um they played really, they played some really good cricket uh, against us um but if, uh, yeah i don't know how we won either of them games but 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 we did um i mean they almost went up the year before didn't they but they're heavily, they were he- really really heavily reliant on that overseas player who got, yeah. got 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 a, got a shed load um so so it'd be interesting be interesting to to to, to see how they do i haven't played against harborne <laughs> since ian butler was the overseas uh, do you remember that? Remember Ian Butler used to play for New Zealand, the bowler, no. bowled about ninety miles an hour. I think it was two thousand and seven was the last time I played against Harborne. So I haven't, I don't know much about him. Sorry. I bet you were quite close to the square leg umpire then, weren't you? Uh, he didn't bowl anywhere near my stumps, and that's the I and I chipped out to mid on to the dobber at the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. He's just, he's just shouting at me. Every ball was going past my nose. I'm like, mate, just bowl at the stumps. <laughs> like 14 years old <laughs> so moving on to another team who came down that season and another team who yeah didn't do great surprisingly uh but have recruited quite a lot this season uh well off season done a lot of work is kenilworth they brought in josh baker from astwood bank they bought Nayland and Chowan from Barnt Green. They bought Aaron Patel in from Berkswell. They bought George Scrimshaw in from Dunstall. And they bought Ali Zarab Asif, who is there overseas for the year. So Kenilworth, uh, it would be one of those where we'd be like, are they looking to bounce back? But um, surely you've got to let all those transfers settle in, possibly. Talking about oh, them as if they're like Premier League footballers there, aren't you? So they have to sit, settle in and adjust to the Premier League. <laughs> Will Scrimshaw still play where it's given that he's just signed for Derbyshire? Uh, why do you oh. want to know if you're going to have to face him or not? Are you having nightmares oh, yeah. about it already? <laughs> does he swing it? Does he swing it into left-handers? 
<laughs> no, he bowls a bit too quick for that. Bowls a bit too back. Yeah, you'll, you'll be so right, Chanda. Nah, uh, Scrimmy, will he play? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, not sure, to be honest. If I was Derby, I won't be letting him play any club cricket, um, personally. Um, yeah, he's, no a very good, he's a very good bowler and he's on a one-year deal. I would not be risking him bowling any overs in club cricket whatsoever. That's my opinion. Um, with his like his injury record, I would have thought he'd be keeping himself, making sure he plays as much first team cricket as, as he can this year. Because I've said he's got a very good chance of getting in there first team because because mm. he's a good bowler. So I can't see him playing much. I can't see him playing much. But what do I know? Well, I ain't Derby's head coach. One hundred percent. He's turning up at Bridge North in two weeks' time. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Wes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we got him second game as well. So <laughs> they're definitely turning up to him, Lena. So what what do we think of their off season work? I can't I can't comment to be honest because I don't know any of them. That and that's that, that, that's, think... that's that's not anything like personal to him. I just I don't know who those those players other I than Scrimmy. I think Baker's a de- uh, a left arm spinner, and if he played at was he the one from Aswood Bank. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm right. I think he's left arm spinner. He's a tight, he's a decent little bowler. Um, mm. Yeah, he bowled quite well that game we played against them. So he'll be all right. And left arm spinners always go go pretty well. So yeah, but that's or that's about as much as I know about the whole league. If one of where would we be placing Kenilworth? Then where do you think they? Where, think- where would they be aiming for? Depends how Kotak goes. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think with the signings they've made, and you know, it looks like they've they've been busy. So I think they'll be looking to bounce straight back, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as that. So I think they're going to be playing. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I can just tell what you're going to say already. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's gonna, there's gonna, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams that have never played it well. We've we've never played Kenilworth on a Saturday before, so I think there's a few places and a few teams that they're going to go to, and it's going to be a little bit unknown. So I think Whitney, they, I think they might I get thought, a little bit. A little bit I thought I, I, I thought reckon, I sat on the fence. Reckon, <laughs> no, wait, hold on, I reckon they'll go down. You're going to have a fun day. <laughs> how many how many teams is there in our league? Because we're going to have about fourteen finishing fourth. <laughs> if Sam Whitney's got anything to do with the table, we just start picking them out of the hat now and you know, go with that instead. Really good bunch of lads, all really nice. I think they'll be looking to looking to be up there. Yeah, I think they'll do. We'll have, that. we'll have a beer with them afterwards. Well, I don't I don't think they've got enough to be in the top two. No, <laughs> it depends on their overseas. Yeah, he's a Pakistan international, mm. ex international player. So, I think they posted up some videos. Look, the other day and he looked gun. He like it being cold. We've all received videos from our overseas, <laughs> and they look gun. And then they yeah. turn up. Um, <laughs> did, didn't you have a fun Canadian overseas or something? Will one year? Can we I, that's a, me. A kid, we had a Kiwi who got done for doping, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, once he got back to his own country though, and he uh and they found he'd been taking something which had given him breasts. So uh <laughs> so, yeah, he wasn't allowed to play cricket for a year. No, he, he, where, where where was um where was Pritt from, Tyler? I've forgotten already. No, oh, Norway. He's from Norway. Norway. That's the one. Yeah, his oh, first yeah. game for us was on 
was grass wicket. Was his first ever game on a grass wicket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. he's promising. Yeah, his only experience was opening the bowling in T20 as an off-spinner. So we're like, we're just looking for consistency. Six balls, reasonably the same. And then we've got like wide, 95 mile an hour arm ball, loopy one from behind the stumps, wide, full toss, sure, wide, sure 90 miles an hour again. That? Are you sure his footage didn't come from that European cricket league or whatever? It, it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> the Ali Deer. It was an Ali Deer. <laughs> the Ali Deer of uh, Birmingham League. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on, moving ourselves on into Oswestry, a team who have gained a couple of players, uh, as we've mentioned before, Ryan Lockley and Dave Laird, and someone, a team who... I mean, we said they lost. They lost quite a few last season. So bringing in those two, do we think that fills many of the gaps? Yeah, they've got they've got stronger. They've definitely got stronger. Bringing Eggsy and Ryan in. Um, whether they fourth fourth. Whether, <laughs> whether they replace the guys that they lost like previously, I'm I'm not sure because you know Zavi's a he's a very good player for them and Robbie as well and. Um, obviously a couple of guys have stopped playing um, but yeah when you've got Warwick in your team and they play a lot they play better with Warwick as their skipper he kind of expects high standards so you know I think they'll I think they'll do really well if they get off to a good start I think they might you know keep it going I'm not sure about their seam attack they, uh, they got Ben. Obviously, they got Ben Roberts, but I'm not sure what else they've got. They got a couple of young lads coming through, but I don't know if they've got, got that overseas coming back again. Uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about their overseas actually. But no, I've not. He got loads of wickets last year, didn't he? Day. Yeah, they're definitely no. He's he's. I don't think he's. All their cash has gone to Lockley. The uh, I think it. What was it? Was he Sri Lankan? Yeah. Or a quick Yorker. I think he broke two of my toes. Quarker. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, luck is a lot of points to prove with it being his last season and everything, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not no, twins. Twins come, he, he? It's definitely his last year. If anyone who's expecting twins won't be playing any more cricket, will they? Is he expecting uh, twins? He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two little Ryan Lockleys. Imagine yeah. that. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Lockers, by the way. Yeah, congratulations. I, I, I love Lockers. I love Lockers, but one of him, one of him around just bad enough, isn't it? <laughs> Having two of the little buggers. Hey. He's already oh, planned yeah. to take them to ID for next year. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh... beach. Malilo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, so they that... made baby sliders. <laughs> so yeah, they <laughs> So yeah, they had Chris Catherall uh, last season, who was their top wicket taker, and they also, yeah, Roman Walker, who uh, plays a bit Glamorgan, doesn't he? No, I think he's playing with someone over in uh, in Wales. He has uh, like a club he plays for there, doesn't he? Yeah, he only yeah he only played for Oswestry last year a couple of games because it was a shortened season. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he signed for someone in um, Wales. Mm, that's a that's a big loss there, isn't it? Even yeah. just having him for a yeah. third of the season helps them. Yeah. Probably win him a couple of those games and they play in, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. So getting on to the two new teams into the league, uh, I don't know if we can call them two new teams given that they had a go last season, but Pelsall and Wem, 
So Pelsall have brought in James Harris and then Wem have brought in half a Sentinel and uh, <laughs> with, uh, with uh, Andy, Harrison. Andy Harrison and Craig Heath joining the, the side and bringing in overseas Mohit Kale. Um, so with with all that and where's you saw Pelsall last season and obviously you boys have seen Wem, who, who do we think is better set up for the season this year? Um, yeah, we played we played Pelsall twice last year. We beat them twice. Um, <clears throat> like I just said fairly fairly comfortably. I think we bowled them out for below 150 both times. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you don't want to be the bloke who says a team's going to struggle and then <laughs> and then your team struggles, do you? Like, because then you look like a bit of a twat. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like. Um, Whitney's got a mid table. Whitney's got on position fourth, hasn't he? The thing, the thing is, Wes, is what we probably noticed last year it is a hell of a step up from the local feeder leagues, even into, yeah. you know, into the into the Birmingham League. I I kept saying that we if we'd have gone into like a Birmingham League Div Two or the old Div Two, we might have done all right. But with particularly with the structure of the league last year, it was a, a big, big step up. And it, it'll be the same for Pelsall. They've got, when we played him in the knockout, from what I remember, they had a lad called Todd Henderson, who's supposed to be quite a decent little player. Yeah, he's a good player. Really, they had a big seamer as well, who, who bowled a relatively heavy ball, hit spice to the bat. So they're what I remember of them. But yeah, you know, like us, it, it's a big step up. And, you know, for either of us to come in and say, oh, yeah, we're going to win the league or whatever, it'd be a big task to do that, you know. So you think, I, I think... Oh, go I've, on, got a quick, I've got a question. Do you think that one of the problems that you find when it comes to adjusting, because I know I know that play, we all know players get paid, but do you think that play, the players that get paid the amounts of money that they do in, say, the Shropshire League or the Worcester League or the Warwickshire League, but then... You know, you have to reinvest that money into other players similarly when you get up because the players that are safe, you're on £200 a week playing in that league, but actually you come up to a different level and you're probably not worth that much a game. You need to invest that money into players that are more suited to that level or do you not think that? I, I don't think that's a question for me to answer purely because we don't really, haven't really done that in the past. You know, we've always paid, a, paid an overseas and paid them fairly well and I think the last couple of overseas that we've had, had they gone to a Birmingham League side, probably would have performed to a, a similar ability anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a difficult question to, for me to answer anyway, because like I say, our squad's built on quite a lot of local players. I think the difficulty for us is the fact that we've got a lot of lads who are very talented sportsmen. You know, a lot of us all play football and cricket together and a lot of the lads are very talented footballers and have, you know good cricket records at the Shropshire League level, but it's now sort of refining that sort of raw talent that they've got to be able to adapt themselves to the Birmingham League cricket. That that's what our challenge is from my perspective, anyway. Yeah. yeah so Pelsall's overseas obviously fell through. I don't know whether that's public knowledge yet, but it it did. Obviously, him being South African, I think he was coming over from Dubai anyway, which is another country which is on the COVID red list. So I, I don't know whether they'll be looking to get an overseas. But do you think that the difference between the sides this season will be the fact that 
when you will have that overseas, like you said, last season to kind of bat around? Do you think that that's going to be essential to your, if we're honest, look survival this year, really? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I kind of. I kind of forgot the question halfway through there. Um, no, yeah, I, I think that will give us yeah a massive advantage with in that regard. Um, like we said last year, you know, the bowling wasn't really the issue for us. We missed the spinner, but, you know, we've got Ben Peel back this year. Um, but it's difficult to speak on their perspective because we don't know them that well. Um, but I do think, yeah, that, you know, the supplement that an overseas gives you and, and losing out on that, is quite a big deal for a club, particularly going into the standard of cricket that we're going into. Mm. What? Who are the teams? Who are the teams that we think going around? The, well, the chat anyway. Who are the teams that we think that these? Well, Wem and Pelsall are going to have to be looking to pick up points in this season. Bridge North. Finley. Is the league? Is the league? I think for Harry and for, for Wem. I mean, I was like speaking to. Whereas before, like he didn't even know where Wem was, so um, a lot of teams, <laughs> a lot of teams won't have gone to Wem before. <laughs> it should stitch me up like that. <laughs> Here's the bus, and there you go. <laughs> a lot of teams, Jesus. a lot, a lot of teams. Whereas have... once you come in, you don't leave as well. That's the worst thing. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for you, mate. You did say it was a bit you did say it was a bit weird, didn't you, Sam, when yeah, Harry yeah. kept losing his connection earlier? You're like they're all, all weird. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, you, you know the town of Hut Fuzz, Wes. It's a bit like that, mate. But I think the greater are good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they you know they're gonna have that kind of unknown quantity aren't they there a lot of teams are going to go there and uh, have never played there before so they might surprise a few and like we've said before getting a you know paying good money for a top class overseas and if he's if he's an unreal player and scores them 800,000 runs it also brings on you know the other guy that takes a lot of pressure off their top order and you know they've got they've got they've got decent players who can bat around him so mm. You know, and their bowling attack—they've got—they've got two or three, you know, handy, handy seamers. And I mean, I haven't seen Ben Peel bowls, but uh, Harry talks him up quite a lot. So, mm. you know, he—he he, he might do well. And this overseas bowls a bit of spin as well. So, yeah, I reckon they'll finish fourth. <laughs> <laughs> do you think um, other? If you were to take like the teams that have come up, obviously going to find it difficult. Do you reckon just the rest of the league is pretty even? Do you reckon there's there's no one? Is there anyone you can really see is like standing out, or is everyone pretty much? Is it like uh, it could be anyone? Like, and that's probably maybe that's why you're sitting on, not sitting on the fence, but unsure to actually put somebody up there. Like we haven't spoke about them yet, but um, Wolverhampton, I mean, I've uh, invested quite well in players they've got in, and you know they get a lot of cricket out of Tom Fell, and he's a big player for them. So I, I I'd put them right up there. But with the rest, I think yeah, they, it, um, I think yeah, on on your day, anyone could beat anyone. So, as yeah. as an outsider looking in, you know, in previous years, it always has been you know, Div One's been quite looked like quite a tight league, um, and so I think like like you say, Will, I think that's why no one can really fully stick their neck out and say this is exactly where you know X is going to finish because yeah, 
it is tight and you usually find like looking in was it the other year there was five five sides who get promoted or something like that you know five yeah. into two it yeah, seems like that every year yeah what league are Leamington in I don't want to talk they went up uh, they went Brand. up uh, I was going to say I was going to say they'll come up but they're already up <laughs> they're already up they, yeah they <laughs> went up on the last, they went up on the last day when Harborn should have probably gone up and Leamington went up instead mm. Yeah, so moving on to our final team, as we have mentioned, Wolverhampton um, brought in Atif Sheikh from Clifton Village. But yeah, did one of your he's a, he's, teams to he's look a very out good for. bowler. He's mm. a very good bowler. He used to be very, very used to have a yard, and he's like a he used to be like a fast Jack Chantry, just slight bowling. As a left arm, obviously they usually push it across or put, swing it into a right hander, but he does the opposite and takes it away from a right hander. Just makes it really hard to, mm. to. So he's he's if he's anything like the cricketer he used to be, um, then he he'd be a very good signing. Ones to watch then for you, Sam. <laughs> oh yeah, they are a team to watch. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I think they're um yeah I think they're going to be a very very good side. I mean, with it'll be Char will it be Charlie Holmes' first season in the in the league for them? I think. First full season for them, yeah. Yeah, and then they've got. Um, you know they've got some good experienced players like Will Neal. He's a, he's a very good cricketer. Scores scores a lot of runs in the middle middle order. Um, Joe Stanley bowled very well last year in yeah. the in the shortened group, and I know Worcester think quite highly of him. So yeah, he's he's a good little uh, spinner. And like you say, um, if Tom Fell plays a lot of cricket, he's going to score runs for them. Yeah. Um, is is Finch is Finch still playing for them? Where's yeah, yeah, I'd have thought so. I would have thought oh, so. So opening the bowling Finch and Shake. Can't see him playing that many games for him to be no. honest. He has played a few in the past though, hasn't he? He's, he's played quite a few in the past, but yeah, he kind of made a bit of a breakthrough though towards the end of last season, didn't he? When he went down on loan to Surrey. So yeah, I'd be surprised to see him playing many games of club cricket. He might play a few. Yeah. Yeah, some great insight there, guys. And obviously, before we go on to later on and we're going to go and rank these sides and try and pick a top six, we'll move ourselves on to Division 1. So, yeah, we start in Division 1 with uh, last season's winners overall. And uh, Bart Green, who have brought in uh, Harry Bates and Adam Hose. And obviously, like we mentioned earlier, they've lost the one in Nail and Chowan, who's gone. So, last season's winners, pre- presumably people, everyone's favourite for this season. Very competitive, aren't they? Yeah, oh, I don't think I don't think I don't think you can write Burks well off. <laughs> um, I don't think you can write Burks well off or Nolan Dorridge. But yeah, um, between those three sides, I think you've got the three best sides in the league, haven't you? Mm, Tyler, who, Adam Adam Hose is a pretty handy signing, isn't he? He hits a big ball. So Tyler, who who are, who are we looking out for at Barn Green? Who who are the men to look out for? Um probably Andy Sutz. Yeah, Sutz is uh, yeah. Take wickets for fun in our league, especially with the new ball up front. Obviously, Pollock as well, if he can be playing. He just takes games away from you before you've even started. But they've, they've always been a, a strong side, Barn Green. Every time we've played them, they've always been pushing us and even beating us in the... Was it the Cup last year, Will? Two yeah, years ago, they beat us in that. It was a national knockout, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, they're always up there, aren't they? And um, probably 
probably disappointed that they haven't gone on to finish top, you know, more yeah. often. They're consistently up there. I think when you look at, when we looked at that, uh, most points at the end of the decade from a couple of years ago, they were potentially third, I think. I might be right in saying that they were third, you know, and so they would, they would hope to have won more. Um, but yeah, they finished finished top last year, so they're all definitely going to be a competitive side for sure, and they always are. They're a big team killer, aren't they? But they just don't, can't seem to just be consistent enough to knock off Berkswell or KD. It's tough to knock off a team that only loses one game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so moving on to the next team, Berkswell, a team that we've mentioned before, a team who won well, the previous seasons and lost in the semis to uh, Barton Green in the in the playoff system. They've lost a couple of players, Aaron Patel gone to Kenilworth Wardens and Richard Jones has gone to Ombersley. Um, so what, what are our thoughts on Berkswell? Do we think that they can do it again this year? Definitely, but I mean, losing Richard Jones is quite a big loss. Um you know, with with bat and ball, he'll have got handy runs down the order all season, and you know, and probably scaring most average club cricketers at the you know at the top of the order. Um, always going to be a big loss, but they've got plenty of plenty of good players who will who will win them enough games to still be up there at the end of the season. That you know, Osler's going to he's not going to let anything slide in that team. So, Chando, are you Blair which project at the moment? Laughing at him then. What is he doing? I'm actually in my loft at the moment. I'm just getting my stuff out. <laughs> You're trying to find the router. <laughs> He's just trying to get as high as he can just to get a signal. Trying to find the rest of his beard. <laughs> yeah, sound. And uh, another team who have done a lot of recruiting Callum Bennett, Edward Clues, Vicai Das, Josh Faulkner, Ben Parker. Ben Twig, Tom Stevens, all gone to Kidderminster this season. And uh, they've lost Richard Kimberlin and Connor Smith, as we've mentioned. Nolan Dorridge, uh, another team who th- you would think would be up there, not made any ins and outs. Uh, what are our thoughts on those two this year? thought Nolan Dorridge signed Bresnan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the ins and outs. All the ins and outs. You've been telling us all that. Can you forget Tim Bresnan? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Fine. Uh, Twiggy's actually left. Twiggy, ben Twiggy's actually left Kidderminster. Has he? Has he? Oh, yeah, he's moved down south. Oh, was he? So he's playing well, down then... there, playing ladies cricket down there. Mm. But they're Kitty, a lot of players anyway. Yeah, Kitty have always uh, have been a side where, when they've ever gone down, probably didn't think that that would be a team getting relegated at the start of the season. Mm. And then when they've gone and played in the league below, they've absolutely wiped the floor of the rest of the league and then come back up mm. and then finish something like fourth. And then next year will go down. And it's just, they're a strange up and down team um, who have got very good players, you know, like Pinner, one of the best in the league. Um but I guess with their new signings, they're just looking for a bit more consistency. I'd, I, I would assume great place to go and play cricket, you know. For any no, I've got them, I've got them, I've got them down as a solid, steady, mid-table side. Yeah. <laughs> no more, no more, no less. I reckon. I reckon yeah. Kiddy, I reckon they're solid without bringing up any. Yeah, I think they're like a steady side. Mm. 
I don't think they're at the same level as some of those uh, top four or five that we've already yeah. mentioned. Mm. Ombersley uh, are the team as well. I forgot about them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Ombersley have brought in Ben Griffin, Richard Jones and Tom Brown yeah. from West Bromwich Dartmouth. Um, yeah, another team yeah. who probably think you're going to be up there and Schiffnell yeah. as well. Uh, Chris isn't here, so um, any anyone want to speak on his behalf? How do we think that Schiffnell will do this year? He's just messaged me actually saying that uh, he's had a net tonight and he didn't hit one ball. <laughs> <laughs> the second ball hit him on the back of the shin and it was some lad from the two, so he just settled, <laughs> he just settled for throw down. <laughs> Sounds like he was having throw down. <laughs> he'll probably... <laughs> He'll probably get like 60 odd in the first game, right? Probably <laughs> save, save the game or something, see him over the line. Well, I think he's had a bit to drink, though. Depends <laughs> <laughs> a lot on Leachy, doesn't it? Doesn't it depend a lot on Leachy, Steve Leach? Um, probably, but he's always going to, you know, you pretty much back him to deliver, wouldn't you? You know, most years. Yeah. What other good players have they got at Schiffnall? Yeah, we've got um, Xavi Clark, Mitch oh, Stanley, yeah. Jack Edwards, Jack Twigger, Mitch Stanley. Um, Trig, big Trigs playing, yeah, playing, yeah, yeah. Alex oh, right, hey, so right, yeah, they, yeah. Have, they have Scott's fairly steady team, with them. yeah, they, they've got a team that can, yeah, that can challenge, yeah, quite a difficult side to play, especially with um, with they're their, with their bowling attack. They're all fit, that's a good, that's a good side, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But still, you, you wouldn't have thought Mitch league. Stanley's not going to play a lot of club cricket, is he? If he, if he does what he's meant to, no, no, probably not, but. Joe when might, he does play, Joe, Joe might play a few though, won't he? If he's not, yeah, he's not yeah, involved Leech, in the like twenty twenty. Yeah. might play a few, yeah. Yeah, other teams in the division. You've got Leamington, um, who brought Nathan Hooker and Mosley, who have lost uh, Freddie Abura. I don't know how you pronounce big that. Big loss that is. <laughs> Abura, king of the dicks on that one. Yeah, <laughs> he's horrible to face. I've never yeah. liked, never liked facing him. So I'm hit one end and Nakash, Nakash to here the other end. Both bowling at your dick. <laughs> <laughs> does does Nakesh play for uh, Mosley? No, I don't know. I don't know where he's playing now. He went to Old Hill after them, and then I, I'm not sure where he played. So before we end with our I'm final team, <laughs> before we end with our final team in the in Division One, we've got a uh, we've got we've got Warsaw and who have brought in Omar Masood and lost uh, James Middleton to Nolan Dorridge. There we go. That's someone they brought in as well. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> great, great, you're, great. You're Brilliant. the one who sent the message. I know. Saying, me. Yeah, you're the one who sent the message saying this is the big one. Make sure you do your research. <laughs> And Smethic, but then uh, yeah, so we've got Shrewsbury in there who haven't uh, didn't have the best of season last year. So where where would you like to where would you like to be ideally? Um, it's tough to say. We always seem to find a way of being up there um, when a lot of people said we wouldn't be. Still a really young side. Um, there's some lads who are going to come in and play. Not really brought we haven't brought anybody in uh, this year. Pretty much the same side as we had last year. Hoping that we Got can no work. Seas. No, no, didn't go for one this year. Um, there's really. a few. There's a few. Yeah, there's some. There's some young lads who should be playing. Uh, we came to the decision to not have some an overseas player take their spot, like Harry Cook, for example, um, who probably should be playing first team cricket now. 
Um, I wouldn't want somebody coming in and taking his place for the sake of having an overseas. I mean, I've, we, we don't go for and shell out the cash and have the best overseas in the league. We have somebody who, who comes in, who wants to, you know, either better himself or comes over, gets a job and plays in the first team. That's the sort of overseas we have. And it's, it seemed a waste to take up a spot, you know, with, with a talented lad like that who could be coming in and playing. Is Lewis, is Lewis going to be back? Lewis, I believe, will be back um, July, end of July. So I don't know. So that's the, that's from what I remember. Maybe August. Uh, so he's not going to be around, really. He's at school, isn't he? Is it Shrewsbury? Lewis. Uh, he's, yeah, he's at Lewis Shrewsbury Evans. School in Beijing or wherever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. He's in Thailand. Oh. Yeah. Thailand. So he, oh, I thought he was still at, at school. Yeah, no, he's got he's gone for one of those exchange things over in Thailand. So um, he 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 left towards the end of last season, August last year, and he, for for a year. So yeah, he'll be back later in the year. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just we just Blow need to look at still. us. Mm. So again, Henry Blow playing? No, he moved down south. Uh, he didn't play last year, so he's he's in London now. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, I think we just need to improve in ourselves, really, rather than bring people in to improve us. We've got plenty of talent in our side to go out and play well. Um, a lot of people that some people probably don't know much about either. So we just got we just got to go out there and do things slightly better than we did last year. Um, like I said earlier, really want us to focus on our fielding. One one of the things that we did well in the past when we when we were winning things. Is that if we didn't particularly play very well, we would always field well. You know that was that was one of our things good for a long time, and probably fallen off the boil a little bit more recently. Mm. So we want definitely want to focus on that, and we'd love to score fifty more runs every game, wouldn't we, Ty? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be bored, won't we? Yeah. So, so that that would be nice. That you know, with our bowling attack, we're always going to do well. With you know, with Mike up there and Sam Ellis bowling so well as well. Um, we just need to we just need to back it up with a few runs that's what we need to do like myself and a few of the other guys in the top order getting us to decent totals um, and you know we, and our bowling usually speaks for itself if the white ball swings as much as Wes says it was then hopefully it won't be too different need to get but... tighter up the order mate <laughs> <laughs> and uh... to a bowl out <laughs> 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 and finally we finished with last season's runners up overall West Bromwich Dartmouth who have uh, strengthened with bringing in Shazir Ali from Aston Manor and Fahad Sabir from Dorridge and uh, yeah expecting another good season from West Bromwich Dartmouth I, I think they will be the, the best team in the league this year Dark Horses I, I know I know like I, I know Berkswell are very good and Barn Green are very good, and Nolan Dorich are very good. But I, I think just the sheer power of West Brom's side, I think, could blow a lot of people out of the water. Maybe they're the sort of side that could it could go wrong worse than if you had a steady side. But I just why, why, at, I, why do you think why do you think that? I don't know. I just it's uh, especially bringing bringing Shaz in. Um, to strengthen who's, the ball in who's, who's who's he? Which one's he? Shazir Ali. Remember, he's um, right arm seamer. Was it? I think he a long time ago might have been at Warwickshire. For Did he play last time. year? Did he play he's for them a... last year? He played. He played for them when 
you would have faced him is it- um, when you were at Shrewsbury. Uh, but he left for a few years and now he's come back again, I believe. It's not Bobby, is it? Are we thinking I, of the same person? I don't know if that's his nickname. He's a coach at Warwickshire. One of the, like... I am, is, he, is, he, is he like related to like Omar and Caddy and all that? I don't think is, so. Are we thinking of the same guy? I don't no, know. Sorry, I must It's I hard be, to say. Might, it's I hard to say. I don't know. I'm I talking about the right guy, aren't I, Tyler? <laughs> Let's yeah, check yeah. I'm talking he, about the right guy. He yeah. was a right arm steamer. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, when he came on to bat, it was he a left hand batter. Yeah. And he just mashed and he waxed it. it. Yeah. Wax it, yeah. I don't, I don't know whether I'm thinking of the right guy or not. Um, I think I, I I don't think they're I think they're a good side if Omar comes off they're yeah. a good side I don't think Caddy is going to play that much because he's now second team coach at Worcester and he's going to have responsibilities there like don't forget there wasn't any second team cricket last year so he played yeah, most of the enough. games I've I've seen but, some of the schedules as well and it's like for second team cricket and it's madness for this yeah year. so it's going to have- Gore's going to have a field, day, isn't he? I mean, I'm not saying that I think Dartmouth are a bad side. I don't think that at all. I'm mm. not sure that they're up there with like the Bart Greens and the Berkswells mm. of the world, just simply because obviously Caddy's such a big player for them. I mean, he won them the game single-handedly pretty much at, at our place last year. And Omar, if he comes off, he wins you like an individual game, but Caddy's the one that he, yeah. he's the brains behind it, isn't he? Yeah, I guess. I guess it might might rely on how many games he plays. But I still, I just, I just really, th- I think they're going to be one of them up there. I think you could probably put your top four. You know, if you wanted to make a prediction, as those four, couldn't you? You could go K and D, Berkswell, Barngreen, and and West Brom as your top four in and pick your order. Really, I definitely say that that would, you know, going at the start of the season, that that's what most people would say. Do you not think Ombersley might be up there with Richard Jones and Gareth Andrew opening the bowling? At Ombersley. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think there are, there are a lot of sides in the league that are very, very good when they have everyone available. Yeah. And there are, a lot of, there are a lot of clubs which have lots of players at counties and stuff like we always have as well. But it's the lads who come in to replace, you know, to replace those players. Yeah. They're the teams that are up there at the end of the year. So it all, de- like, all depends on how your recruitment goes. Have you got the guys who that are good enough to come in and play well for an entire season and keep you getting results for two-thirds of the year or half of the year when your big guns aren't playing? They're the teams that are up there. And it's the teams yeah. that put those strong sides out consistently. So, yeah, you have Ombersley. That's probably the reason why they're they're not up there more often because on their stronger side is what is like you say one of the strongest. But when they're not yeah. playing, are they as, are they as strong as another team who don't have their big guys playing? Yeah, I think with them bringing in Richard Jones and bringing in Ben Griffin, that's two players that add to their depth of their team. Yeah, and then I mean, really, they've got the whole of like they've got to wash the top six, haven't they? And let's yeah. be honest, they can't all play. At the no. same time, like batting wise, they can't all be playing for Worcester. So some of them are going to be playing um, for Ombersley. Uh, personally, I think Ombersley are a good side. Yeah. But just because of the de- the amount of like, because I know obviously you've got Daryl, Jack Ains, Josh Dell, Dolavera, you've got all yeah. these. Now you've got Rich Jones, Gaz Andrew, 
and I don't know. Panay. I know Panay as well. Surprise! You look starting to look at that now. That's like that's a first class bowling. That's a first. That's not a Birmingham League bowling attack. Yeah. That's a first class bowling attack. Playing club that's cricket. Thanks. That's yeah. thanks for coming. That is, <laughs> <laughs> and at, yeah, at Armsley, that's going to be tough to face as well. Yeah, I mean, I, you've talked to your opinion. I suppose I just think they're going to be tough to. Uh, I don't want to play against Armsley. Thank we're in Div Two. Thank God. <laughs> well, I think that perfectly moves ourselves on to the main event, and it's Harry's hierarchy. It's back. You know the drill. It's Harry's hierarchy. Throughout the season, we'll be ranking the top teams in each division and updating it throughout the season. Let's get started with the first of the season, starting in Division 2. Boys, hit me. <laughs> right, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to pick the top six who we think are going to be, at this point in time, who you would say are going to be the top six in uh, Div 2. So, um, yeah, obviously subject to change and definitely going to be wrong. And uh, I think we'll struggle with getting past four, eh, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Tied fourth. Okay, so who are we going for? Started, starting at six. Group decision. Go. Oh, God, I can't even remember them all. Himley's a good start. I'm going to go Hales. I'm going to say Hales over. Nice. In at five? Oh, right. Is that just what we did? Shout random teams out? <laughs> Just yeah, pick a team. It's, yeah. it's, literally, it's literally, it's literally just six. It's going to be these, and that's why. Cool. I mean, you can go for the amount of points if you want to as well. That'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. do oh, God, God, don't God. do that. You think Osprey the fifth? Yeah. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We'll say, we'll say. Shrewsbury. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going well, to finish fifth in Div 2 this year <laughs> uh, I don't know I, uh, well, what about you, yourself Dorridge 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 maybe yeah I like that yeah nice so Hales Owen at six Dorridge at five in at four can I work with the amount of signings that they've made no I'm going to have them as Premier League signings <laughs> even Rom- the Bromsgrove Bromsgrove yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wes don't like that. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that bit bad. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. He's going to have to get used to it. It's my hierarchy, Wes. Uh, all right. I thought Fine, you had Hales Owen too low. but Six Hales Owen. We went five Dorridge. We've gone four Bromsgrove. Barnards. Three. Nah, but I don't think Barnards will be that high. Bridge North. Remember, if you if you two are taking yourselves out, and yeah. you would own yeah. both of you would realistically put yourself in the top six, you've got to pick sides that you don't think would be in the top six to be in there, unless you're going to pick yourselves. Because <laughs> you've said no to four teams. Kenilworth, which... I think Kenilworth, Wolverhampton, and somebody else. Yeah, agreed. Who's your other side? Can somebody name me? I'm feeling like I'm missing someone here, aren't we? 
It's either Inley or Bridge North is your third or fourth. Okay, fifth. you've mentioned everybody else, <laughs> and we've we've forgotten Peltor and when. Osra Street. You, we, no, you Osra, didn't forget that. Oh, Barnes, Barnes Green. Oh, yeah, I'd maybe put Osra Street sixth, and then sixth, and then move everybody up one. Yeah, like sounds that. lovely. Like that. And then, then we'll just. Yeah, so we yeah, just so we just start this again. We'll, we'll do so, it. So in at six, Osra Street. Oh yeah, good shout. Mm, didn't see that coming. Warwick's going to win him a few games. Down. In at five. Hell's, Hell's in. in. Nice In choice. at four. Bronzegrove. Bronze <laughs> I think Hell's in a better than Bronzegrove, but let's not start this again. <laughs> in at three. Dorridge. Dorridge? Yeah, yeah. Dorridge. Yeah, Dorridge. Yeah, great show. Nice. You. Now on to the top two. Who's um, starting with number two? Who's going in at two? Wolverhampton. Oh, Kenilworth or Wolverhampton. Pick one. Kenilworth? I'm going Kenilworth. Kenilworth? And so then that obviously leaves our number one being? Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton. Fantastic. Nice. Now let's move ourselves on (laughs) Premier Division one. Cool. So starting in Division one, we're going at six. Oh, we didn't say the order. Um, Umbersley. <laughs> All right, Schiffnell. <laughs> in at five. Umbersley. In at four. Uh, we'll go West Brom. In at three. Um, K and D. K and D. Yeah. In at two. Be the best side, Barn Green, and your number one pick, Burks. Well, it's hard to not put them at one when the last time the league was played, they only lost one game. Nice. So, brief, brief thoughts on your top sixes. We've been completely different, ended up being like that. (laughs) (laughs) We're all wrong, and nobody can predict anything, but you know what? I'm sure they'll love it. (laughs) <laughs> guaranteed not to end like that yeah, yeah so that moves us on to our final segment yeah so thank you for listening again another great uh well <laughs> insightful episode and yeah if you can catch us as always like we've mentioned before on facebook twitter instagram spotify soundcloud and apple podcast new bat stickers and merch are coming out soon too yeah, so the next one uh, that we'll be recording will be in during the season. And uh, all I can say is thank you very much, uh, Tyler, for filling in very much last minute. No problem. Man. It's been and, a good um, And Great thank insight. you very much. <laughs> so vocal. <laughs> and thank you very much, Ollie, for um, taking five hours out of your uh, Thursday evening. <laughs> wasn't made aware of this when I was asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just joking. It's been a pleasure, James. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, no worries. And we'll try and get you on during the season to see how it's all going. And uh, hopefully next year when, you got your, when we've got yourself a new contract or something. Eh? Yeah. yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as always, thank you very much, Chandler. Cheers, champ. <laughs> thank you very much, Sam. Cheers, Jim. <laughs> thank you very much, Will. Cheers, mate. All the breast. And thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>
And thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Cal Corner Podcast, Birmingham League Show. See you next one. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 